What is the difference between being punk and being a punk? We are here to talk some punk rock, some music comics. Punk culture, DIY shit, anything we want to talk about. That's, that's what fascinates me. Give me everything. Absolutely everything. I find that, that music and comics have always been intertwined. Muxbound. Chicks okay. dig it. Don't worry. <laughs> Hey, welcome to Muxbot, everybody. Hello. <laughs> uh, today, I have John over here, um, and we are joined by Jeff again, who was actually on our last one. That's how long it's been since we've had a chance to do an episode. Um, yeah. And that was with uh, Chris from Show Off. Yes. And you might have been on the one like two before that when we last talked news. I don't even remember <laughs> anymore. But it's been, a, it's been a few months now since we got into the news. Yeah, well, you know, summertime is always a time of transition. I think uh, everyone had a lot of things going on, so it's like these become a little bit more sporadic, and hence I show up a lot more. Yeah, the uh, yeah, and I've just I've been traveling so much that we haven't been able to do a whole lot of these. Um, and Ben's in school, and John's still here. Yeah. <laughs> well, you sound so excited. I'm so happy that you're <laughs> excited that I'm here. You're my rock, John. He's an asshole, but he's still here. It's like, yeah. thanks for the Eeyore opening. I loved it. It was <laughs> We keep him around, I guess. Eeyore but, is uh, kind of my vibe. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I was going to say, it's like, yeah, sorry we couldn't be around all summer, but uh, we got a lot of stuff in the pipeline that we've been talking about, and it's going to be revealed in the next couple months. So as we work on it hopefully you'll enjoy what we're doing coming down with pike here so yeah i think we're kind of uh we're very close to transitioning to like uh muck spot 2.0 like i think i think we got some cool stuff um coming up that uh, on on here and elsewhere some uh some new books going on and stuff so yep and i think we finally got our new release thing kind of streamlined so we we have a better take on how to do the new releases every week so it looks a little prettier and it's playable and you can click the links and i think everybody will be very happy with it moving forward so we're slowly getting there and feeling a little better about and more strong about how we're putting the brand forward so that's diy baby yeah yeah <laughs> figure it the fuck out all right <laughs> So, Jeff, how are you doing? Hi, I'm. I'm doing good. Um, I'm. Uh, I personally have been following Eric as he's been traveling a lot around to a lot of different convention shows. He's a. Uh, he's a little bit more of on the on the path to to, you know, always hustling uh, <laughs> than I am. I am actually, um, on a personal note, I am doing my first fan convention in the beginning of August. I'm going to a Macross themed convention in Los Angeles. I've created a bunch of prints, uh, unique artwork. I'm, a, I'm very well known, I guess, to my horn, boop, beep, uh, in the, the 
that community of drawing fan art for Macross and Gundam, which are mecha anime franchises from Japan. So this is really cool. I'm really excited. So I've been gearing up a lot for that, uh, doing a lot of watercolors. You're really good uh, with those uh, circle templates and guides, man. I, <laughs> I hate that stuff. I free it. I mean, I, I get away with it because I have like an underground comic style, but like I freehand anything because I, I cannot sit there and do that. And I look at your stuff and it's so technically like beautiful. It's, it's I've never been trained on them. I figured it out myself, but part of it is because like a, one of my things that I do, and this is not, this isn't punk rock music, but it's everything we talk yeah, about and looks about, um, is like, so I do ink outlines and then watercolor the, the, the shading, the colors. And the paper I use is, it's not really conducive to drawing with pen. So half the time I have to use those French curves and those circle templates or else like, yep. it's just like, because <laughs> like the pen just wants to dip into those grooves. Oh yeah, yeah, you got the watercolor clean, uh, curves. Um, cold press. Yeah, and also I'm getting old. <laughs> My hands As old. are we all, so. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a reason I do a lot of digital nowadays. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, so that's what's been going on mostly in my world. Uh, we um, some some that's good enough for me news. Uh, one of my uh, my closest confidants and uh, editors recently stepped back. So Ryan Zero, who has been with that's good enough for me from the start in May 2020, he has stepped back. He's also a teacher and he's going for a master's now to kind of help uh, you know help him to advance in the field and in his uh his local educational community so he had to step back from from that so you it, it, it's a it's a loss for tgfm uh we miss him greatly and uh but also it's a plus for him and we're proud of him yeah, to congrats be to taking him. that next step yeah. so uh so that's what's been going on with that's good enough for me uh yeah and then it's uh yep and we're always looking for people to volunteer we got music we got reviews got promos up the wazoo if i showed you how many promos we got each day you'd be like oh my god i can listen to all this music well before it comes out let me add it jeff so well, i don't want to put him on the spot but uh john over here has a music uh background in music journalism so mm -hmm. so yeah so we can always i obviously friended you today so uh, yes i saw that so I figured we I was could like, who's this asshole? Jeez. I know. I was wondering. I was like, oh, God, he's going to turn me down, and I'm going to cry all night on this episode. <laughs> Had I realized, I would have warned him ahead of time. But <laughs> No, I figured uh, it would be good to be able to, even if you know nothing else comes of it, we can shoot the shit about some new releases and things like that. And I figure we're very complimentary with each other. So if we can find a way to do a nice little handshake between us that we can cut down on some of the work each other are doing, if we're overlapping a lot of the same material anyway, it couldn't hurt to have a partnership on certain portions of things. Sorry, I'm 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 uh, making a business deal right in the line. <laughs> Sorry about that. I'm, I'm like he's he's like all of a sudden it's like and like all these keywords start coming out of his mouth. We're creating right now, right here. I was like, John McLeod has been replaced by AI and is just putting out whatever the fuck he says. <laughs> have fun. <laughs> John never actually exactly. existed. I created him in a lab. Yeah. <laughs> no. yeah. it's, it's, so no, you would have like created really, something really a little like... more attractive than this if you were right. creating in a lab. It would have looked like to help me out. <laughs> yeah. 
so so this may be kind of cool. I'm not going to say too much, but in our new the new school, so we moved. A lot of people who follow the show know we've moved to California. One of my daughter's friends, her mother is one of the senior level designers for like all the Batman Arkham games, and now she's working for Crystal Dynamics uh, in the, uh, the Tomb Raider stuff that's coming up. Yeah. And I'm like, so this is like. I don't know why I just thought of that, <laughs> but like it was like AI because it's like, oh, like I was gonna make a joke about how John is like very much like a nineteen or like maybe like a two thousand eight like like AI like like pre rendered animation. <laughs> he's got like a little past Max Headroom. He's got a wedge for like a chest kind of thing. That's actually what I'm gonna get the next time is I'm gonna get uh, a, a sleeve tattoo, but it's gonna be half rendered. So it like it'll only be half of it. It'll be like they'll never it's just know. A bunch of pixels. Yeah, it kind of halfway awesome. pixels out, and it'll be perfect. That's awesome. I like that idea. All right. So those are the introductions. Huh? Well, we got a few minutes left, so. <laughs> So um, how how long do we have again? When are you busted out? Uh, we stop around eight. Um, okay. If we go a few over, it's not the end of the world. Sure thing. Where are you going to quickly? Uh, Louisville. Nothing exciting this time. It's a work trip. Okay. Yeah. So not the people of Louisville now hate you. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> any record first uh, recommendations? I take recommendations. So um, I know this isn't on the list of things to talk about, but I think we'll dive in really quick because someone is wearing a hat and some band just came out with a new album. Oh yeah. I, I almost threw together a graphic for that so that I could bring it up. And then I was like, yeah, you have a lot to talk about, but, but yeah, I love that album. <laughs> it's yeah. Uh, so MXPX, like seriously, I, I joke about this a lot on the site every time I mention them, but they like were one of the hardest working bands during the pandemic. Yeah. I mean, they so many live streams, yeah. so many different things they're doing just to keep us entertained keep people's minds on the ball um and then when friend, mike wasn't uh, with that he was doing goldfinger like he was on the goldfinger stuff and they were all over the yeah, place i know and so it's like a, so um so mike elfers uh occasional contributor did a roll of the dice with yuri uh from band recently and uh, they've been putting out like they just came off a new album and they've been putting out videos left and right um it's it's like seriously like like slow down a bit, you know. You're making you're making they, me feel. They did a here. brilliant. They did a brilliant launch um, on the day their album came out. They did a live uh, performance of the entire album, like in their live streaming studio that they have yeah, now, they, um, yeah. and it was beautifully um, presented. Um, and but also they like teamed up with a bunch of different bands, and they actually broadcast out to like. I know Goldfinger was an obvious one, but they, mm. they broadcast out to the Goldfinger Facebook page and like maybe six or seven other bands. Like I thought it was brilliant. Like I, 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 I it got me like thinking about how how can I do something like that with um, when I do like a comic launch, like yeah, getting on other creators' pages cross, and broadcasting interviews or whatever. Like get three hundred thousand followers. Yeah, you know, and, yeah. <laughs> they have a little bit of a leg up, but. Uh, <laughs> You never so, know. Some of the people that we could cross promo with could have a bunch of followers. Yeah. Mike Herrera, if you're listening. Yeah. yeah. Hey, we actually share a cover artist that uh, the blister cover there was done um, by uh, John Nissen, who created the Poconatra Punk. Okay. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. 
So, so yeah, so that's I, that's a, a, our, our start, I guess, for the day because I saw the MXPX and I and I, I feel bad because I didn't put it on the list. I had to pick things. Um, so yeah, news. What's going on in music news nowadays? Apparently, a little-known punk band called Think One Eighty Two has a new album coming out. All right, the album is called, if I remember correctly, One More Time. Yes, that sounds right. Uh, once, once. One more time, one more time. One more time, yeah. One more time, um, which, uh, yeah, so it's their first, uh, their, a lot of people joke around with it because like, oh, it's the classic lineup. Yeah. Uh, it's their first. Which isn't album, their first the lineup. in 2011, <laughs> minus Scott, minus Scott Rayner. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, so it's, it's since 2011. And uh, at first I thought it, that the song or the title was going to be a play into the was it the second song on Anima of the State? Because there's a part where he goes, "It's one more time with the land." Oh yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, it turns out the song is it doesn't seem to be anyway connected, and uh, no. uh, yeah, but yeah. So they're a big that band. song was really that song was good, and the I mean, in my opinion, <laughs> and the uh, the video was um, was beautiful. I it it pains me a little bit as a Matt Skiba fan that he's like completely wiped from the history of Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah. Like that, I, I, there's been some, uh, some things I've seen, like I've, I've watched some, uh, short interviews and stuff. Um, you know, I flipped through TikTok and I'll come across them and there's been like things that are like borderline, like disrespectful, like, yeah, you know, I, I also get what they're saying every time they say it. So I let it slide, <laughs> but I'm just like, come on guys. <laughs> well, it's like, I don't know. It's, it's right now. Like I, I used to like Blink-182 a lot. And I'm like, okay, that's good enough for me is all about trying to be like, at least constructive. But I'm going to say this now, like Blink-182 is now a business. <laughs> and bringing Tom DeLong back, or him rejoining, is very much a business. Because it was worked out financially for them. Uh, from my point of view, they kind of lost me after Enemy of the State. Like, take off your pants and jacket. It, like, I listened to it once and then I just put it on the shelf. I didn't really listen to anything ever since. I'm not a fan of the new song. Mm. Um, it is overproduced. Like there's like so many vocal effects going on that it's just like who's like are we listening to them or are we listening to AI reprocess yeah. uh, Mark Hoppus's voice into something? I don't know. I guess uh, the, you know what their little behind the scenes video hooked me because it yeah. was very it was very sweet between friends and stuff and. Um, oh, that, that's great, but and, friends go out and play and bars. The song, like, like I think you know. It was it was it was nicely constructed, even if it was overly constructed. <laughs> right. So it's but it's like it's very much business. Everything is processed. Everything is planned. Uh, so there, but there is I, I fully appreciate there is a, a generation of music fans that grew up on that version of Blink, and they are over the moon, and I'm happy for them. It's not for me anymore. Yeah, I saw them a couple times um, back when they were, um, you know, originally around in that group. Um, mm. And I probably would be more excited about it if it was possible to see them again. <laughs> but <laughs> after this last tour, I just know that I'm never going to be able to afford to see Blink-182 again. Oh, yeah. It's like it's like Taylor, yeah. Taylor Swift yeah. money, you know. Yeah, like, like that does stunt my excitement a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 let's see. I saw them. I saw them in a like a Unitarian church. And then I saw them opening for Primus in an expo center in 
Madison. And then the last time I saw them was at the Rave in Milwaukee. Mm. It's the last show, or the last tour, I think, with Scott before they separated ways. And I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm good. But people are happy, and that's what we're happy about. People are happy to exactly. enjoy it. Yeah. Tickets are uh, a lot. <laughs> They're going to be a lot. But, you know, that's what you're going to do. So there's a new album coming out from like 182. Boom. I got it on pre order already. <laughs> You'll have to tell us how it is. You can do a review for me because I'm I think not. I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't feel um, like I'm not snooty enough to review things. That's my, that's always my problem. Or I don't know big enough words or well, I need to get like a thesaurus. I, to me, the way I looked at the, the way I always looked at everything is, you know, if you don't want to say anything negative, then I just don't review stuff. But it's, it, it is always just as easy to dig through an album and find something positive about it. That's how yeah, I, I, I go that way. Like, I don't really want to tear anything down. No, I was always of a mind of like, you know what? A scene is there because, you know, it, you know, everyone wants to support your scene. And if you love it, you don't want to hear it torn down necessarily. So I always found a way to at least bring out some of the positive in the album. I dig through all the lyrics through the whole thing. And that's why I probably only got a certain amount done, but <laughs> I always felt like, okay, you know, you know, and I, I had certain editors that would always push like, yeah, but why aren't you pushing this? This thing sucks balls. Why are you not, you know, pointing that out? It's like, because that's not who I am. And why are we even that, reviewing it? Somebody it's else. That's, that's not me. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, so, so that's, that's very much like what, what we are at, at. That's good enough for me. It's like you review what you want. If you don't want to review it, don't. Um, exactly. Don't be a dick. So I was a dick there for a moment. But Blink-182 doesn't care if I'm addicted to that. I tried to cover um, you, but... <laughs> right. But, like, you know, if, I, if I'm critical of something, it's constructive criticism. A lot of times, if I have, like, my problems are mostly with uh, track order. Sometimes I think some songs should go in different places. And a little bit of the production. Often, yep. I, often I'll comment on production if I think something is too heavy or something's not hard, heavy enough or if it's hollow. Um, you know, uh, so, uh, yeah. But... Uh, I um we, we I actually positive. I would like at some point to have we've been talking about doing like panel discussions and things like that uh, down the line, and one thing that's always stuck out to me was you talked about you know the albums being overproduced. Uh, I find that there's usually a line where you can see which album people were like, "Ooh, I'm in the studio with people that know how to produce something, so I'm going to play with this," and then it gets more and more produced from there. It's like. I call that the point of no return album. And it's mm -hmm. like, they've played with it enough and it's like, okay, this is where things are going to start being produced. And sometimes that doesn't happen, but very often you can hear the, that album on many bands careers where you know, okay, it was super raw up until blah. And then mm -hmm. it got progressively more. Yeah. Not quite AI, but it definitely yeah. got into that auto tune portion of things and some i like to you know it, i like to be able to hear things like the fingers sliding down the fret sometimes is such a nice raw effect that why cover that up you know make it make it dominant don't you know cover that up that that's not a mistake that's a wonderful piece of that recording 
So. I, I agree with you fully, um, and I, I'm very keen and onto that aspect you just mentioned. What, like one of the ones for me, um, including that, because I love to hear that. Like kind of like yeah, just a but little. Is is the is the snare? Drummers don't always hit the snare the same pressure, the same spot. Mm. Yep. But if it's if, if there's a little bit too much production, every single time it's going to be a coo, coo, coo. And for for good or ill, even towards like the Pixies, even before their breakup, like the last couple of albums, very much like Dave, uh, Dave Loverings, the drummer, um, like his his, his his percussion, like there's there's no variation. It was always the same. Like yeah. this thing's kind of like click boom boom. It's going to be the end. All the new albums are like that. Um, but when you can hear hear the drummer like actually like playing on that snare. Just like yes. a light tab versus a and like you can hear it and so sometimes that's like that's a really big thing for me um so when you get to the point where like some producers just like no we have to make the snare sound the same every single time and they're just yeah. going to throw some algorithm at it nowadays and you're turning somebody into a drum machine <laughs> exactly yeah. it's one yeah. thing if 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 a certain instance was off-putting because of the way it sounded okay maybe correct a little bit but yeah Every time? No, it doesn't be a phase every time. No, yeah. Oh. Oh. That wasn't about Blink 182. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I got that was me. I got us off on a tangent there, but I for some reason you got me my head there. So they, they, there we are. They still have a phenomenal drummer. Yeah. <laughs> We're happy. So um all right. Uh we kind of half asked brought this up uh, back when we met up with Chris from Show Off, but I wanted to remind people once again Godspeed, a tribute to Pierre Kesey, oh, right. is yep. still out and available. Um, they the money is still coming in, all that money after costs is still going out to his family. Um, there's a you know, it's it's there's still some stock available on the vinyl, it's always available on digital download. The merch is still up. Um, all the proceeds are, are going to go to his family. So I just wanted to bring that up once again. Uh, Aren't you uh, funny, some of the track listing, or some of the bands? Some of the bands? Oh, um, so there is, uh, we got Hot Water Music, we got Face to Face, Jay Robbins, uh, Josh Caterer, kind of as the Josh Caterer trio, but it's only credited as him, but I know yeah. it's the guys who are actually playing. Right. I had to, when I was doing the album art, I had to verify this. I wanted to make sure I got it right. Um, we got the Bull Weevils. We got local acts like the Turtles, uh, Great Trash Aliens. We got the Usuals, um, Kurt of which is the one who's like one of the driving forces behind this. Also, um, uh, Pat Minou from uh, you know from uh, Great Trash Aliens. They're the ones who kind of put this together. Uh, it's it's just it's a great album. Everyone seems to be enjoying it. The um, there's a lot of reviews out there if you need to. You can kind of stream it on Spotify, I think. Although there's a bit of a problem because I don't, last I checked, Spotify didn't immediately associate the tracks with the bands that had performed mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not getting paid for this. I already got my, my small pay for doing the album art, which I was more than happy to do. But I put in a lot of time afterwards um, to help Kurt and them out with the merchandising and stuff because I have a little bit more experience with that, especially yeah. the print on demand stuff, which means no overhead for the band or for the for the labels, but uh, but everything that comes in 
goes to the source where they needed to, which is uh, Pierre's family. So um, it's it's been quite a ride. I'm very excited by it, and uh, and it's still available. It's still awesome. <laughs> it's never going to be a bad cover album. So check it out if you can. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so um, so we had some festivals recently. Um, one of our editors, um, the one who's still here, Bad Dad slash Ed, uh, went out to Camp Pennsylvania. Um, and uh, that was a great three-day uh, growing festival in uh, kind of like central, South Central Pennsylvania, if I recall correctly, kind of near the West Virginia border. Um, takes place on the grounds of a former drive-in movie theater. May still be active. Maybe it's just not that weekend. But a lot of bands are showing up. You got Dolly Rots. You got Tsunami Bomb. Um, uh, homeless gospel choir, uh, small bands, big bands. It's a great time. He's got his three day review. Each day is a different, uh, review up on the site. Um, I was, so read through that, make sure if you're nearby, try to go next year. Uh, the people who run it were incredibly accommodating and they, um, we coordinated with them to do a roll of the dice interview for most of the bands that performed. And there are a lot of them. And Ed handled all those. So he's just a trooper. He's a star. I'm so glad to have him. Um, and uh, and so go ahead and read those reviews and think about attending next year if you're in the area. Or even if you're not, it could be a good road trip and it's supposed to be a great time. Yeah, I heard great things about it. Um, I was talking to Simeon over at uh, Stupid Red last mm -hmm. weekend and uh, he had just come back from it. And um, he had great things to say about it. He's done it for years now as a sponsor, and he's been super and, into it. So. And I think they do, uh, if I recall, they also do uh, band camp comps for Comp Punk, comp punk Sylvania yes. every year for oh. the different bands that are coming. So I, I always enjoy checking out those as well to see what kind of songs and bands are coming through, even though I haven't made it yeah. to one yet. Eventually, someday. Yes. So yeah. So those the Comp Punksylvania. I'm not sure about every year. This year, I know that uh, Sell the Heart Records, um, which is uh, run by Andy Paul of uh, Tsunami Bomb, um, okay. and I think another label was responsible for helping put it out. And uh, yeah, it's it's a great time. Um, so yeah, that's always a good way to check out. I like there's a like Riot Squad Media, um, the team that's put this together. Um, they, I don't know what their experience is with these, with any fest previously, but they have really caught on in how to, to encapsulate and capture all of these different avenues to help either promote the event itself or the bands uh, that are playing, uh, even for people who can't come. And they're just getting bigger and bigger every year. I hesitate to say, is it going to become like a new Riot Fest or the Fest yeah. kind of thing? Yeah. Because sometimes fests can get too big. <laughs> yeah. But on the flip side, they're doing such a good job that I, I wish them all the success and they're on the path to do it. So we can only hope for the best for them. So, and I'm from Camp Punksylvania. Uh, Riot Fest just happened. I know Eric was there. Uh, yeah. I saw his, his social media uh, photos. 
Yeah. Horrible pictures. <laughs> no, but it, it was nice seeing what the band breakdowns were, and it was nice mm -hmm. knowing what you were going and checking out every day because that's the kind of stuff you're always interested in what your buddies are going to check out. So it's it's always yeah. Cool to do that kind I of too old to be up front anymore. Like I did that for the Jawbreaker reunion, like what six years ago or whatever. I was mm -hmm. like, you know, fourth row, like up up in the crowd. Like I got blown back like ten feet when it started and everything. Like yeah. Um, and I've done that for a few bands at Riot Fest, but this year. We, we stood back. <laughs> like, we'll enjoy yep. it from a distance. It sounds yep. good. <laughs> there comes a point. So our man on the scene, Jim Gordon, is uh, is in the midst of writing up his reviews for that event. Uh, he, uh, he He's already written day one. Um, he's got a good way with words. And, uh, and so if you weren't able to attend, he makes a good point of, of pointing out, and I think this is an important thing and why festivals sometimes maybe get too big, why he chose to see the bands he did and why he chose sometimes to skip out halfway through a set to go to another yep. band. Um, so it's a, it's, I think it's very, uh, he skipped out of Foo Fighters, didn't he? He left to go see Sledgeworth. Yeah. Uh, which, it was which, weird because they played, so like Foo Fighters had like, you know, from eight to 10, the Sledgeworth mm -hmm. came on at like seven thirty or maybe eight, like, wait, no, it was yeah eight to 10. Sledgeworth came on at like eight, 30 or 9, 8.45 to 9. Like they had like yeah. this weird slot where there was nothing else to see but Foo Fighters before and after them. And it was just a mm. weird thing. It's the only night that was like that too. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm kind of curious about that. Um, whether or not, whether or not it was, it was a handout to Sledgeworth. Um, not that, that Sledgeworth needs a handout because I definitely would have skipped the Foo Fighters to go see Sledgeworth. No, I'm but, a huge Foo Fighters fan. Uh, yeah, you know, like I, I, I like Foo Fighters. They're they're fun, but it's like once again, um, I love. I, they're fun. They put together good music. But Dave Grohl is the Taylor Swift of rock. Like he he is skilled in putting together excellent songs that pull at your feels, and you you like them. But I, a lot of times they seem a bit manufactured because he's this this is his goal like he he wants to make a great rock band and great rock music and he's excellent at it and i love the songs but i love sludge a little bit more <laughs> so it's but it's like it was it, it, i think it was like maybe um whether or not it was like for people who you know like okay i paid money for riot fest but i don't want to see foo fighters give them yeah. like one of the best chicago punk bands around still you know running again to this day kind of thing so um but yeah it's like i would have been this much worth from the start <laughs> i would have gotten my food for the first part of Foo fighters and then like gone to sledgeworth and then left <laughs> so. that that part is a kind of appealing because getting out of there is a fucking disaster <laughs> i imagine, I imagine. <laughs> um, so um yeah so so then coming up uh, in the beginning of October, with T1 Fest, also in Chicago. Um, this is another one that uh, that our friend Jim uh, is going to be covering. And uh, and also, speaking of uh, Sludgeworth, I think they're playing. Oh. They're going to headline one of the nights for the first time. Now, that's not to say there hasn't been some presence. Uh, Dan Schaefer slash Dan Vapid, I think, has played in some incarnation at every version of T1 Fest. T1 Fest was started, uh, one of the founders' children has type 1 diabetes, mm -hmm. and it's to raise awareness and funds um, for research. And it is, it's not the biggest fest in the world, 
but it's continuing to grow, I believe from a one night event now to a multi-night event in Chicago. Um, and uh, and so it's, it's another event that's gonna see maybe some smaller acts, but maybe it's a good chance to see the smaller acts that you had to miss at larger events like right yeah, i think in the past like they've had smoking popes and like squirt gun and yeah some fun uh like middle sized bands maybe <laughs> but yeah see that's that's a great way to put it like the middle sized bands that like are sometimes lost because you're either seeing the way smaller band that you know you're never going to see yeah. elsewhere at a big fest or you're busy seeing smashing pumpkins right. you know because paying a ticket to get into a fest is the only way you can ever see them because if you saw them in concert you couldn't afford a ticket by itself um especially not so, to go yeah. with their tea shop <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um yeah so I'm, I, I'm looking up so we got flat foot like a lot of chicago area acts as well uh methadone okay so methadones are playing uh bull weevils you got flatfoot 56 mm. raging nathan's you're gonna have sack cap gun heroes uh won't stay dead who we cover a lot they're like this kind of not really horror punk, but mm. they're whole they're horror punk, if you will. Um, it's 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 going to be a fun time. It's in a smaller venue, which is kind of primarily how I like them, um, like the original Riot Fest kind of thing. Uh, so if you're in the Chicago area at or around <sighs> I should have had the state written down. Um, oh, October 19th to the 21st. So Thursday night through uh, through Saturday night, and it's just at Reggie's. There you go. You only have one place to go. Um, <laughs> definitely stop by because once again, it's for a good cause too. This is like a fest with a with a purpose. So yeah, I think right around then is also um, Henry Rollins and David Sedaris's uh, speaking engagement. No, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> they, they, they should swing by. <laughs> the uh, the funny thing is, as our show started here, uh, Henry Rollins is playing about five minutes away from where I live, uh, oh. and he's doing his spoken word thing, like across the bridge and Turner's Falls at the Shea Theater this evening. I saw uh, him one time at the uh, at the yeah. Vic, and it was really good. Like he's really entertaining. Oh, his like yeah, I've heard his uh, spoken word stuff, and it's just incredibly entertaining. He's a very intelligent. Person I've definitely uh, got a soft topic there. So I'll uh, go to the yeah. T1 Fest, even if you see that they're playing. <laughs> and we're it's very funny, good at getting off topic. Sorry. <laughs> which is, which is funny. Cause you don't like, you think back, like for people who didn't listen to Henry Rollins, um, from the, like kind of the start, or as soon as you could, people who were introduced to him as the Henry Rollins band and think of the low self-opinion song where he's just punching himself yep. in the head. Yeah. It's like, well, uh, like, what can this man tell me? Because all I remember is the video on MTV of him punching himself in the head. Yeah. Like, Trust me. But he's <laughs> very well-spoken. Yeah. He, he can tell you quite a few things. He is very well-spoken. Um, all right. So um, we're going to switch over to talk about some recent releases, big and small. Um, one that's near and dear to my heart because one of the now former band writer or band members uh, writes reviews for that's good enough for me is the new american television album scars um so i'm just making a graphic for that one oh shame on me uh, i thought yeah. i got everything so it's 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 got two people hugging there you go one stabbing <laughs> the other in the back 
Okay. Here, I've, I think um, I've got it for, for, let me see if I can figure out how to make it happen because I've got a, a I don't know if you're able to I had it. Oh. I even know I looked it up too. Eric, Eric doesn't let you do this. <laughs> yeah. I don't give you that so, kind of. <laughs> so this is, this is the, um, they're, they're a DC based band. Um, kind of this mix between poppy punk, not pop punk, poppy, like energetic punk, but melodic punk. Um, and a bit of gruff because Stephen Rovery, the lead vocalist, is very like kind of aggressive in his sound. Um, this is their sophomore album, and it was originally supposed to come out via AF Records. Now we all know what happened after the whole fallout with Anti Flag. A bunch, all the bands, pretty much jumped from AF Records, and a lot of them were in the process of releasing an album, including um, American Television. They were able to. Um, to secure a new uh, kind of contract deal with Smart Punk to release the album for them. And enough so uh, in time to reprint the, the vinyl packaging and uh, everything. I remember um, this whole thing happened <laughs> um, at the end of July when we were on our, uh, our 20th anniversary trip to Northern California. And I actually texted Jared, the guitarist, and I was like, did, like do I need to start a record label to help you put this out and it was it was our anniversary night dinner and i was talking to my wife i'm like do, do you do we have ten thousand dollars to start a <laughs> <laughs> luckily they were able to sort it out and i didn't have to take ten thousand dollars of my wife's money because she's the one who makes it she's the clever one um but it's good it's good news for them that they were able to secure um there we go they were able to secure um a, a new label to put it out it's a it's a great fun album um, I wrote a review on it, and one thing I left out, and I wasn't sure how to phrase this, so I kind of left it out, but now that we're talking, maybe I can do it a bit better. It gave me the same kind of vibes as Face to Face's third LP, the self-titled one, the guy is staring at the mirror. Mm, um, nice. Not just in production, but just energy, like a little bit more maturity, but also a little bit of urgency in the songs. Like, yep. I love Don't Turn Away, Don't Turn Away is like, you know, really just like oh, right there for you big choice had a lot of great songs but it was like suffered from big label major label production and then the self-titled had this kind of like back to our roots thing and i got the same feel from from scars it's a great album i think uh people should check it out uh and for i've been listening to it quite a bit so it's hard to judge what my favorite song is but right now i'd say maybe the sum the sum of all whatever okay Check it out. Jared, who writes for User Me, has left the band now because they moved from out of the DC area to Ohio. And collectively, I think as a band, they, they thought it'd be too hard to pull off trying to keep him in. So they brought in a new guitarist. He's good. Uh, everyone's happy. But obviously, sad times because his last uh, yeah. album with the band. So American television, Scars. Yeah, uh, I will yeah. say, uh, I, I for Mux about sample a ton of different albums and uh you know sometimes i only sample a couple songs just to check it out and that was enough to hook me with that one i, I had to like have that in my collection it was it was solid all the way through mm -hmm. i was very excited to yeah listen to that one all the way through so yeah yeah, yeah fantastic album good job guys it's funny because like i i i like the band i found them and i like them back when i was writing for punk news and then kind of like organically like 
they saw I was writing stuff. So like Steven, the lead vocalist and guitarist got in touch with me. And so now like we're all buddies, like mostly through the internet, we've only met like once or twice, but, uh, but I still kind of like treat them like as a band I like. So it's like, I'm not going to give you a good time if I think you're on the shit. <laughs> so, but I, 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 you know, it's a good album. It's a good album. I really like it. It's probably one of my top 10 of the year. So, yeah. um, we also, so another new release we have, um, in case you've heard of this gentleman, his name is, he goes by the name Fat Mike. I don't know if you've heard of him before. Um, he has been, as no effects, has been working uh, for quite a few years now uh, with Baz Grissom, I think his last name is, I could be getting that wrong, um, to bring string arrangements, especially to their live versions of The Decline. And so, he and Baz got together to perform, uh, to compose or do renditions of Fat Mike penned songs, not all no effects songs, um, but uh, Fat Mike songs into uh, mostly string arrangements with some mild orchestra, not full orchestra, but the, you know, maybe you'll have like boom, boom, boom drums, things like that, some horns. Uh, for Matt, Fat Mike gets strung out. Uh, so, um, that's a new album that's out. It's really interesting. And they put out a few videos, including one that's performed live, which is very, very uh, moving. Sounded very nice. Yeah, it was. And it's, it's, it's nice to see that, uh, you know, a lot of people give Fat Mike a lot of shit. <laughs> Probably because he can be a bit of an ass, apparently. But it's also because he is who he is. And he's where he is because of who he is and what he does. And he is musically inclined. So I, it's great to see um this collaboration come forth and i think take some of these songs and show them in a new light uh which can be done with so much music you know as i get older i'm beginning to appreciate that a lot more uh when you go have, see, you, heard like, the, have you heard gordon withers jawbreaker um yes oh yes beautiful yeah. i love it yeah yep. it's a and my friend bill who um, is also a big jawbreaker fan like that was playing during his wedding oh. <laughs> so, um but yeah it's like we you take these um also, the punk cellist. You yes, that? I love the punk cellist. Yes, uh, Ian Leggy. He's uh, and he's he's great. I haven't seen a lot of stuff from him lately, which is kind of I should look it up. But he he also um, does either single just by himself with his cello, or he'll um, he'll overdub. He'll do the multi parts. Uh, he sometimes brings his sister in. Sometimes he works with other uh, musicians. He got uh, punk rockets to sing uh, Today's Empires, Tomorrow's Ashes. Um, uh, so it's, it's, it's um, when musicians take these songs and turn them into something else, uh, it can be very, very moving, very, very good. And this is another example of that case. Uh, we've got Ian from Sicko and a couple of people before lights down in the Subjunctives, this kind of like new poppy punk band out of Seattle. They've come out with a new album. Let's try this again. It's um, it's it's fun. It's really really good, and they uh, so I definitely recommend checking that one out. Uh, Maura Weaver, if we've heard of her, she oh, yeah, um, yeah that, or she or they, I'm not sure her pronouns. Uh, get the fingers into a lot of different bands. Okijobu, uh, oh, can never pronounce it right. Uh, her and Mike Park did the Okijobo Station. Oh, that's her. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love that. I love uh, those albums. 
Yeah. Yeah, and the private uh, connection. Interesting. Yep. Indirect hit for a bit. Things like that. So this is the first solo solo album. It is. Uh, it's 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 something to behold. It's. Uh, it was very. It was a very nice listen. I was listening to it while I was putting together some of this stuff, and it was. Like yeah. there's there's I might like, play that on my drive tomorrow. Some. Yeah. There's so many influences and so many styles and there's you can tell there's skill with composition and and storytelling that's going on so the album is called <laughs> i was due for a heartbreak and it's the photograph of course is is more of as, as a child um you know and it's just like it's it's kind of heartbreaking kind of cover <laughs> uh, but the videos the videos are very creative as well and uh that's another one that i highly recommend people check out as well um so we've got two cover albums out recently uh the first is uh, pure noise records obviously the bigger of the two um in collaboration with pbr uh, has released their dead formats volume two uh collection they did this last year and they followed the kind of same um release stream they'd release like two or three uh tracks every few days or week or so and it's bands like Koyo, The Bouncing Souls, um, C4 Cinema, Cinema um, covering the songs of yesteryear. It's good stuff. Um, <clears throat> not all the songs I'm familiar with. Uh, so it's interesting to hear them even without uh, knowing the original. Some I am familiar with. Some I would be like, why did you cover that song? <laughs> but you know, it's the, what the bands are in, interested in. But on the flip side, there's another album that kind of did the same thing. And that's, um, it's by Outcast Tape Infirmary, which is a smaller label based out of Madison, Wisconsin. And they released a 2003 cover compilation. These are all songs only from 2003. It's got, um, Stacey's like about, yeah, it's got, <laughs> it's got yep. uh, so it's a good Charlemagne, kind of strange. Uh, what I like about Outcast Tape Infirmary is they are a label that is that really crosses this whole spectrum. There is um, they do a lot of different bands and a lot of different styles, and so this this comp reflects that. There's a you know <clears throat> there's a lot of different things you're going to hear on it, and they're not all the same genre. So hopefully it helps expose people to to different styles of music and new musicians that you may not have heard of more so than the pure noise records one because a lot of the bands you've heard on the pure noise records oh yeah they're pretty you, 99 of the people have not heard 99 percent of the bands on the outcast tape infirmary but for me it's kind of the better comp uh, because of that um we briefly talked before we went live about uh sincere engineer we and their new album, yes. Cheap Grills. So I know you guys have thoughts on that. I'll let you talk for a second. <laughs> well, yeah, because, okay, so I guess uh, the thing we didn't John have thoughts on this one. I mean, I have some, well, but John. I well, not, not only did I have thoughts on it, but I uh, it, it was one of those things where I, I've been on a vinyl uh, buying spree, and I had gotten the, the whatever it was, the barbecue sauce, lp variant where it was like it looked like the uh, <laughs> there was a bit of gravy on it and uh right. I, so they were saying that one sold out completely so if you want any of the other variants get one and i uh so i was like shit did i get it don't remember 
So I just automatically got one in. So in the mail right now to Eric is the other variant I got because <laughs> once I realized I had two copies of it. But uh, at any rate, uh, my take on it is I just, uh, I think she just has such an incredible voice and she has this uh, glow about her and this smile that comes across. And, but at the same time, she can be smiling and just tearing you a fucking new one while she's singing. And the dichotomy between those two is just chef's kiss. It's just wonderful on that kind yeah. of it, it, she just does such a great job. And there was also uh, the very final song on the album, which I am spacing on right now. But she talks about, there's a line about uh, somebody's grandfather, her friend's grandfather. Oh, Blind Robin. Blind, thank you. And uh, she has a line where, uh, like, the guy left the TV on when he went to the to see the game because his grandpa might want to see if, if, if they won or not. And I was like, so I'm sitting there blubbering. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that snuck up on me. But no, seriously, it's just uh, phenomenal songwriting and in the same right storytelling. She just has a, a knack for it. So it's, I, I agree 100%. Like there is, uh, there's a, a lyrical whimsy and genius uh, behind those songs and, and compositionally as well. Um, you know, Sincere Engineer is, is only growing and, uh, you know, all the accolades should hopefully, hopefully go to Deanna Bellos and, and the band soon. Yes. Yeah. And I'm highly hoping to be able to catch them at some point on this tour that they got coming up to support the album. Cause I can only imagine that the live show has got to match that energy. So, yeah, they're playing up for near me. They're playing up, uh, across the bay over in the golden bowl which technically comes up as i guess uh as oakland or yep. but it's it's not really it's like this is like a little enclave town that's its address is specifically in but i saw john snodgrass and darius koski and dog party there and jack yep. rice um and it's a it's a great little venue so i'm really excited because it's very it's what i like it's one of those very intimate venues like mm -hmm. like like yeah. like Rap, rail car kind of thing kind of place yep. so no that's um, so i love like little punk venues are that's oh yeah, yeah that's absolutely yeah. my jam i love going to places i always like to rate it by like one to five on how sticky the bathroom floor is <laughs> <laughs> if you can get that ratio just right it's perfect so so it was so that would make the fireside bowl like a 28 yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. But this is a place yeah, by yeah. me that I saw local H a few years ago, and like if I tippy toed, I'd probably bang my head on the ceiling. It was so <laughs> so tight, and it was kind of wonderful and like crazy loud, and the energy was great. <laughs> Thirty-eight people tried to pogo and knock themselves the fuck out. All right. <laughs> so, um, so the last uh, recent recent release and this is this is also one that's just this past friday as was uh sincere engineer pure noise outcast uh more reader pat mike everyone um is this band i discovered because like i i get a lot of emails and i can only peruse through like sometimes 45 seconds of an album to see whether or not like it's something we should we should post on tgfm because even though it's punk punk adjacent and everything else like i'm not going to put like you know, some teeny dance bopper band on there or anything like that. But I listened to like the first 45 seconds of the song 
and then I ended up listening to the whole album. It's a band out of uh, Montpellier, France, called Unspeakable, and it's actually U N S P K B L E. The album is called Reconstruction. Um, it's very much like uh, they refer to themselves as post-punk. Uh, I like to think of it as like 80s dark wave and a bit of post-punk. But also, and I wrote in my comment when I, when I posted about the album being released, it's like what may have happened if Ian Curtis of Joy Division hadn't killed himself. Mm. We didn't lose him. And the band continued on with what the tendencies they're maybe heading towards with New Order but still like more of like a, 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 a band band and not this like new order got a little bit technified. Right. Um, and I, I just listened to the whole thing through, which is a rare for me on a Friday morning because like, you know, 60 or 70 albums get released that day. Uh, yeah. And I was just, I was just stunned. I'm like, I thought it was a beautiful album. I think it's a beautiful album. And immediately I was like, this is a great thing. And, I need to share it with as many people as I can. So out of Montpellier, France, unspeakable reconstruction. Uh, check it out if you can. U-N-S-P-K-B-L-E. There you go. One more time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so I guess uh, so quickly we'll finish up with some uh, a couple of upcoming albums. Uh, so out of Illinois, I discovered these guys back in 2021, 22. Um, Longbirds, this is young guy and this young gal, and uh, they're basically refer to themselves as Illinois skate punk revival. Um, it's this, uh, it's, it's, I don't know, he plays a funky guitar, he plays a really funny looking guitar, but their first debut LP, um, I had a dream, I was skateboarding, like, I loved it. It's, it, it's a bit loose, a bit sloppy. Um, and full of energy and it's it's the kind of thing that just gets your blood pumping it's exciting so they've got a new ep coming out called on speed and they've released two songs so far um so you can check out those songs on their spotify or Bandcamp. please do uh, pre-order the album if you can uh they're they're a young up-and-coming band out of illinois i think he's in shambana right now mm. or bloomington normally I always get the few too confused, but he's in college now. <laughs> Elliot Ross. Uh, he's so he's he he he's college town. Down. Either way, yeah, it's a college. It's one of the two college towns which are like really close to each other. They're like here and here, and if you trip from one, you fall onto the other. Um, <laughs> now they're about thirty miles apart or something. Um, but check it out because they could use the support and the positive vibes. Uh, you're gonna love it. Uh, the Dolly Rots, who I saw and reviewed um, their live show. Uh, a month or so ago. I adore them. Hill. They're just a fabulous band. And Gosh. they're just such great, uh, just a great attitude. And the fact that they tour as a family is just mm. wonderful. It's, a, it's, it's entirely true. Um, so one of my writers, uh, occasional writers, Julie, kind of like turned me on to them. And she just like said, like they, they got in touch with her after she gave like one of their songs or something you could review over back at Punk News way back when. And and she's like, they're just the nicest people. I'm like, yeah, okay, maybe they are. Maybe they are. And then I went and saw the show and it's entirely true. Like they're, they are yeah. just, they are just awesome. And yes. yeah, they tour with their family. They're, uh, they're two children, River and uh, Daisy, the daughter. They did the shows with Smoking Pope's not too long ago. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, but their the stage banter is fun because, like, uh, especially Lewis uh, talks about how his parents wanted him to be a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> and his, his, their stories are all around fun, but they're really great people. So their new album, Night Owls, is coming out on 13th of October um, via Wicked Cool Records. So um, they've got a lot of videos. They're doing a lot of promotion, a lot of press for it to ramp up for it. Uh, so you can check it out. It's, it's catchy, fun, pop punk kind of stuff. Um, yeah. slightly sweet, slightly saccharine at times. And you think like, ah, oh, that's not for me, but you'll but listen then, to it. And but, like, but that's the thing is like, they have those songs, but then you have those songs when they hit, you're just like, mm. this is never getting out of my head. And it is one of the most <laughs> fun things you have ever heard. Like they're, uh, they have a couple old covers and stuff too, of like, uh, the, pair of roller skate song that's escaping me right now that if you remember what i'm talking about but it's uh they're just so delightful it's like old 70s like fun punk uh, like with a punk twist it's wonderful exactly exactly um i mean they're they're no slouches they've been at it for a long time and once again they they know how to put these songs together um and so they're good at what they do uh and for good reason it's they're just a blast i love them so uh, yeah Check that out. Uh, we've got a, a Teenage Halloween as a new album, Till You Return, coming out on Don Giovanni Records on the 20th of October. Um, so this band has gone through some transition now. I think they're down they're to four members. Uh, I remember because we put a photo. I put a photo up of the old like 17 member version, and <laughs> they kindly reached out and were like, "Hey, we're." We've, we've pared down a bit, can you change it? I'm like, yeah, thank you yeah. for letting me know because that's a great thing. Um, so they're gonna be playing, they're gonna have a, it's a 20th of October is Tilly Return. They're gonna be touring. I think they're touring uh, down to Fest, maybe not, no, not this year, but they're gonna be touring all throughout November. And I think they're also playing the upcoming Don Giovanni 20th Anniversary Expo, um, which is at the first Unitarian church or something in Philadelphia sometime soon. So I don't have the information on that, but look it up. Uh, so go ahead and check them out. Uh, <clears throat> it's great. And the last one I want to end on today, and this is actually announced a while ago, maybe even before our last shows, but like, I, I it keeps blowing me away. So Super Junk, long running band, Super Junk, yeah. um, <clears throat> are releasing their fourth collection of rarities, B-sides, etc called Misfits and Mistakes, B-Sides and Strays from 2007 to 2023. Um, once again, it's their fourth collection of songs that didn't make it onto, onto their proper LP releases. Um, and uh, they got a lot of songs. Uh, but this one is uh, it's, it's a bit more time frame. It's 50 tracks long. Wow. So it's like a double LP or something like that, even more. Right. <laughs> um, or maybe it's a... It's huge. Might as, well, might as well go four pack at that point. Come on. Right. <laughs> it, it might be. Yeah. Okay. So the LP set, it doesn't even say, it's just a set. <laughs> it's okay. on two CDs though. So it's probably more than a double LP because you only fit so many songs on an LP. Yeah. I was going to um, say, unless they're all a minute long. Or <laughs> yeah. So, um, what's, so there's two reasons I think this is great. Super Chunk is a great band. Oh yeah. Okay, they're just, they have one of my favorite bands. My favorite show ever was uh, 1996. I went and saw, it was uh, it was Seaweed, who knocked it out of the park. 
And I was like, there's no way anyone could have done better than Seaweed because they were just they were just touring on, on Spanaway at that time. Yep. Um, but then Super Chunk came on and they were touring on Here's What the Strings Come In. It just, there's, it was just the best thing ever. Um, but it, it, this band has put out so much, so much music and it's it's so good. And a lot of the times it's alternate versions, it's demos, it's ways they did things differently. So there's part of that. Uh, but also this may be the last official Super Chunk release with mm. John Worcester as he has announced he was going to be departing the band as their drummer. Mm. Um, he's still focusing his time, I think a lot on Mountain Goats and things like that. And uh, But uh, so maybe the last official release with his music on it. Um, so it's a, it's a great send off for him. Um, hopefully a new future for the band. They keep putting out great music. Uh, there's great songs, great covers. They got their horror business cover, which is one of the best songs ever. Although it's not the acoustic one they used to have on their website back in the early 2000s. And I have a copy of that. <laughs> it was done live. It's great. So, um, but uh, but it's, it's great stuff. A lot of these songs um, were on one-off like CD singles, so it's two songs, two or three songs, very hard to find. Um, so it's going to be a great collectible for anyone who loves Super Chunk to hear a lot of this music that they may not have heard before, and also once again support the band. That's awesome. So that's what I have for you today. I got one last thing. I saw on Facebook recently that the Queers need money, and they have a special oh, sale going yeah. on. <laughs> so look All up right. the Queers. I did, uh, when in my. Uh, mad vinyl uh like craziness i've had lately i supported them quite a bit so and i actually put the muck spout name in the email so <laughs> mm -hmm. so we did support their van or yes. bus or whatever it, it was. was more than a van they had a they, had, they listed like they a number quite of a big like, thing. dang <laughs> but it was awesome because they were putting it up and they were updating it manually and just putting all the pictures of what they had left for merch and the comments on everything and like just it was kind of like a live auction almost more yeah there was an the urgency time. there and it was awesome and that you know they actually uh i had forgot to put my e my uh physical address in and she just got back to me and was like everything's already packed up everybody's stuff is packed up and ready to go the bus is doing okay it looks like we're you know we oh, get okay. everything so she's like Thank God the crisis is over. Thanks to people like you. So they were very, you know, like communicative about it and very thankful. Yeah. So it was nice to see. So very, speaking of DIY, that was the most DIY. Yeah. <laughs> when I saw that post, I was like, holy crap. I hope this really goes well. And sounds like it did. Yeah. So it's good. Yes. Yeah. That was the only thing I had to add. <laughs> well, that's good. Sounds good to me. Cool. Well, if it's good enough for you, then. Oh. <laughs> oh, cross plug, crazy. Well, thanks for coming on, Jeff. Yes, hey, thank you so for having me once again. Uh, it's been a great time talking with you guys and sharing all Always this a blast. fun information. So, uh, you know, we should do this again sometime. We should. Yeah, we should. I'm going to go pack for Louisville now. So. All right. Well, all right. See you ahead. <laughs> thanks for listening and watching, whoever's listening and watching. And, uh, We'll catch y'all later. Hey, you made it through an entire episode. Good for you. If you're looking for more, give the rest of the channel a look. And be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll catch you fuckers next time. Later.
Bucks Pouch.